And we're live. Welcome to another episode, official episode of the Star Wars Rewatch Podcast. I'm your host, Luca. With me, and the I lovely am the AJ and Michael stand in for today. <laughs> yes. Yes. The lovely, the beautiful Sydney. Um, thank you for joining us again. This is not a special edition episode, even no. though you've been here to fill the gap. Um, because our other co-hosts ditched me are well let's just go ahead and say they are disloyal um Not as they are it. traitorous treacherous AJ has baby preparing to do AJ and mike is spending AJ time in nature that us gremlins don't like to do yeah yeah um anyway they're dead to us um that's no, all you not. need to know no, they're not. um <laughs> they're dead to you um, we have to figure out, um, you know, a better, like a, Saturday or a better, sh- the day doesn't matter. It's, it but anyway, um, we just watched, um, we're back on the Mandalorian now. Um, this was episode six of season three. This was guns for hire. So, um, we'll get into it here in just a minute, but make sure you send us an email at star Wars, uh, rewatch podcast at gmail.com tweet at us at SW pod on twitter uh reddit still figuring that out i'll have a l- invite to the discord server in the description or in the socials on the youtube page once i get that up i'll also put it in the uh if you listen on spotify or whatever it's always the social links any uh amazon associate links i post about like comics i think you should get or also notice that elton Rogue is not yet. here Yes, yes. Elton has been replaced. We've got the uh, Jedi Librarium now set up. So, no, <laughs> the Star Elton. Wars Librarium, as Elton it's called. That's is enough the about Elton. Patron saint of this podcast. We've got the books. Um, hey, if I, I say his name enough, maybe Elton John will want to come and. I remember know. I got these from like a Scholastic Book Club thing. Um, they were. I don't remember if they were official stories or not, or. I remember some of them being like just like fan uh, fiction kind of thing. Well, like they're like one at a time, add your weaponry to number to your weapons far range for your confront, roll the D twelve combat for the force. Oh, so it's like a uh, like a D and D kind of thing? Yeah, yeah. Okay. They're um I I never did any of that. I because I was like, what the fuck? Rules. Too nerdy dice. for you. D12. I don't even remember if they came with a D12 or not. But I was just you. like, yeah, yeah, just skip this, get to the end. And it's always like, the stormtroopers fall into a whatever or something like that. Or you have to fight them again. Or fall into a tank of Bakta and are healed. You have to fight them again. All right, let's, let's not. Let's stop that. Yes. But anyway, um, and several other graphic novels we have over there that I think you should check out. But anyway, we just watched Mandalorian episode six. Now, you were asleep for most of this episode. I was asleep for most of this episode. <laughs> um, should mention that up top. Yeah, um, I'm going to be no help today. Yes, uh, because we are all about integrity here on the Star Wars Rewatch podcast. This is why you need the OG, so, AJ, and so, Mike. Uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. So uh, this will be your vague recollections of what you, you know... You were probably jacking off with your cell phone on TikTok while I was, you know, diligently watching the episode. No, I was asleep. I stopped TikTok. I'm talking about the first go around. Um, you were no, I kind of vaguely remember it. You might have been in the room, but you were probably jacking off with your phone, uh, watching TikTok. Hey, or, TikTok is educational, or okay? Some other nonsense, and uh, I was, uh, you know, eyes dilated, locked in on the TV, watching the show. 
And I was doing that again. And of course, like a diligent student of the Jedi arts, I was taking notes on what I was watching. So <laughs> we'll see. Um, but the episode, uh, I guess if you want to give a quick summary, again, you were asleep. So I you don't can't really have give a summary. A quick, uh, you can't really give I a quick summary. I was asleep. That is my summary. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. And you woke up towards the end. You're like, oh, cool, Lizzo. What? Jack Black? Yeah, Tenacious D. Um, you're all over it. Um, you want to play their song? If only they could do a version of it. Um, didn't they just release, or peaches, Tenacious peaches, D peaches, peaches, just release a Wicked Game uh, cover? I don't know that, but they, uh, Jack Black did a Peaches. What a Wicked Game. You stop. Sorry. Um, um, stop kicking me. Um, keep your feet to yourself. Jack Black, I don't know if it was Tenacious D, but he just released a song for the Mario Kart movie. Oh, okay, And it was okay. Peaches, 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 Peaches. <laughs> sure, I have not seen it. It's so but anyway, we start with an opening shot of a uh, corn inside a water tank. If you've ever wondered what those squid-like or squid-faced or squid-headed uh, aliens are that... Whoops, I just hit the mute button when I slammed my, f- slammed my finger down. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, they're, you see them in the background, I think, in Return of the Jedi in Jabba's Palace. I think that's their first on-screen appearance, um, mm-hmm. if memory serves. But they're one of the two native species or dominant species on the planet Mon Calamari, which if you've seen Return of the Jedi as well, you also know that... The Mon Calamari are the race on the planet Mon Calamari, which is like an ocean world. Um, it's really not. I don't remember. If They're it's, named after one of my favorite things to eat. Yes, yes. Even though the Corin Calamari is squid in uh-huh. Italian, or I think it is. I'm not sure. But the dish is called Calamari. And uh, yeah, they're squid, basically. However... The Mon Calamari don't look like squid. The Corrin, the other race, look like squid. If you've ever seen the Clone Wars um, miniseries, which I believe is now available on Disney Plus, you you'll see those guys all over the place because it shows like one of the one of the uh, the battles between I think the the Republic supports the Mon Calamari race and then the uh, CIS, the Confederacy of Independent Systems, supports the Corrin. Uh, which are the other race on the planet, the squid-like looking ones. But anyway, um, so you see them, and then you find this weird kind of Romeo and Juliet story taking place because they've absconded with a um, a prince from the royal Mon Calamari family, and he's a Mon Calamari, uh, one of his species, just like Admiral Radis from... Uh, Rogue One. Or, Why are you pointing to me? I have no idea what you're talking about. Or you, you watch Rogue One. Admiral Raddus, he was the fish-like commander that... Uh, you watched that movie. You were waiting. Yeah, I don't for know that. their names. His name was Admiral Raddus. Um, is he <laughs> Admiral like the... Akbar is the more famous oh, okay, then one yeah, yeah, that, that was in Return of the it's Jedi. It's a trap. Yes, yes, it's a trap. All it's the memes trap. about it's a trap are Admiral, Admiral Akbar. But <laughs> anyway... So you see them, and then uh, they're kind of floating through space, and she gets fed a fish in a weird... <laughs> like she's floating in a tank in what I can only assume is a cloth uniform and not a wetsuit, and they drop a fish into her tank. You don't know they're mating rituals. I, I don't. It wasn't a mating ritual. and also How do you was, know? 
It was a fish. It was a little so? teeny tiny fish. You don't know if that's part of like the mating ritual? Could that have been one of the male species of corn? Uh, for someone that was asleep during this scene, I'm I don't just think... trying to give you shit, okay? Yes, yes. Anyway, um, silence. Um, no, uh, never. Once you have something to add, I will tell you what scene you were awake, and then you can chime in. But anyway, you see he treats me. You see the Imperial. It looks like another uh, arrestor class Imperial Star Destroyer. Only it doesn't have like the satellite dishes, like in um, what was it? In oh gosh, Andor. Um, mm-hmm. This is the one that um, uh, what's his face is uh, character escapes from Stellan Skarsgård. Mm. I can't think of his name right now. Ugh, I'm a bad Star Wars fan. I'm yeah, sorry. Are. But anyway, I just don't have it written down in front of me. But anyway, uh, you find that it's packed full of it's not Imperials and it's not Imperial remnants or, as they said, warlords, because the captain of this um, Quarren ship uh, hails them. And I was like, please don't hurt us. We'll pay you or whatever. Mm-hmm. And they're like, well, yeah, you could pay us, but uh, we're, we've already been paid um, by the Mon Calamari to retrieve their prince, their son. And that's mm-hmm. when you get the little back and forth. And I think you didn't see this today, but there's a scene where they're kind of face to face, the Quarren and the, the Mon Calamari, and she kind of wiggles her tentacles <laughs> at his face. like oh. well, She's trying to kiss him. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, I don't think they do Mac on each other, but... Then he's the the Mandalorian's board, and you could see they're led by uh, another Mandalorian, uh, Axe Wove is his name, which, cool name, cool name. Bo-Katan Kreese is an interesting name, but having a name Axe, Axel, any of those names, cool name, no, no doubt about it. So he is definitely this the gets- rebel guy? No, at this was end. this was the guy that Bo-Katan was fighting at the, at the, at end, the end of yeah, the, the episode. Guy. He's not a rebel. Um, he was a Mandalorian a leader. Whatever. He's a rebel mercenary. Privateer. Whatever. Um, but anyway, we'll get, we'll get into that. So you find now that he, he straight up says, he's like, yeah, we're privateers now. So we work for the highest bidder is really what it boiled down to. So mm, kind of interesting um, that that's what the Mandalorians are doing. They're kind of just guns. I mean, the name of the episode is Guns for Hire. So mm-hmm. it makes sense that they're working on someone's behalf, and we find out who in a little bit. So the planet they're on is Plazir 15. Again, I've never heard of it, but again, I haven't heard everything. Um, probably check. You mean you don't know everything about Star Wars? A guide to the Star Wars universe. See if it's in that book right there. I believe that that's not mine. That belonged to a friend or an ex-girlfriend, and I never gave it back, or she never asked for it back. But whatever the case may be. Um, oh, are you going to burn that book now? Does it belong to a previous girlfriend? No. <laughs> okay. I could just see the gears in your head turning. Here, fiddle with something else for me, will you? Fiddle with this. Oh, no, why that's going to... Why can't I fiddle with this? Because you're going to tangle it. That's why. I'm not going to tangle it. You underestimate my fidgeting abilities. Just leave it. It's fine. Do not tangle that cable. Because then I have the to cable. untangle it with that I'm pen. I'm not going to tangle it. But anyway, uh, so... You get back, you cut, you cut back to Bo-Katan and uh, Din Djarin. They're flying uh, through space because they're trying to find the rest of uh, um, the Mandalorian. In the previous, uh, yeah, in the previous episode, they they rescue Navarro from the pirate threat, and all of but two episodes, if you could call it a threat. But the <laughs> the sentient Moss Pirate King Gorian Gordian Gorian Shard, whatever his name was. But anyway. They blow him up, 
And then uh, the armorer is like, you, you need to unite the Mandalorians. So find the rest of them. So that's when her and Jinjarin are on another leg of their quest. That's why they're here. They're here to find the rest of the Mandalorians and bring them back into the fold. So that mm-hmm. way they can once again, uh, you know, be reunited on Mandalore because this is a, we're finding out that this is their goal here. So Jack Black's character, which I, what did I write down here? Um, they land on this planet and for whatever reason, their ship's controls are overridden by, I don't know what, but is that what that you wrote a, down? Yeah. Yeah. That is a serious fucking security flaw. If uh, your ship can be, controls can just be overridden remotely like that and you have no control over your ship um when it comes flying in nice little sound effect to demonstrate that but that brings up alarms to me um if someone can do that to your ship especially if you're a mandalorian warrior that's supposed to be I don't know. You're supposed to be a warrior, so you're supposed to be the best fighters. Wouldn't you have, like, the best countermeasures to having that done to your ship? You would think. But anyway, so Jack, (laughs) they show up. They're brought by droids, which the droids are uh, painted black, and they immediately clock them as, like, hmm, these are ex-imperial droids. Mm, Yeah, it looks like like C-3PO is just playing dress-up. Yeah, yeah. And you actually do see another droid that looks like him, only he's got a bright blue paint coat like uh kind of bright blue like your shirt but anyway we're introduced to captain bombardier bombardier something like that and the duchess played by lizzo and jack black jack black yes um with a beard almost as uh, full as mine actually is as much fuller than mine and much wilder than mine so my scraggly beard today um I feel less uh, I feel less self-conscious about it and seeing his beard on screen now. But also Lizzo in uh, some crazy costumes. And one thing that I noticed when they were showing this, you know, royal hall where everybody's hanging out, because you find out she is royalty, or they are royalty, but they're also direct democracy elected officials, which I don't know why Disney put that in the show, direct democracy they're like, yeah, none of this uh, Democratic Republic shit where you elect the leaders who elect the, you know, the rest of your leaders. You need to directly vote for your leaders. And it's like, okay, why did they put that in there? But whatever. What do I know? But uh, fortunately, Lizzo and Jack Black are not in the episode for very long. Uh, uh, Dinjarin and Bo-Katan are like, yeah, we need to find these Mandalorians. We need them. And they're like, oh, really? Okay, well... How you badly could, do you need them? Yeah, yeah. They're like, you could talk to them, but you need to take care of something for us first. Like, our laws... See what I mean about you tangling your fucking thing? Relax. Leave it alone. That's what you need to do. Put a pen through it and then wrap it around. That's how you untangle it. Put a pen through it. There Believe me, I've, I've already untangled this so many times. Anyway... <laughs> Stop doing it. Just let it go. You're going to drive me nuts for the rest of this episode. Put it down. No. Put it down. Put it down. No. I'm going to fix it. Oh, my God. Anyway, um, I need to get... Where, do I have a set of keys around here that I could jingle to try to distract <laughs> you? Um, I am anyway, not a child. Yes, yes. So we find that the they we find that they're using battle droids. Um, they call it, they say they're decommissioned battle droids, but okay. a lot I think of them. I woke have, up around then. Uh, maybe I'm pretty sure you were still asleep, or maybe you were stirring. Um, but anyway, 
they're using decommissioned battle droids all over the city and they show them footage of um they go visit the um chief chief of security or something like that christopher lloyd yes yes played by the ever glorious christopher lloyd um my favorite performance um who framed roger rabbit um that's terrifying judge uh doom right yeah judge Judge, doom yeah with the with the dip judge doom yes probably by far his favorite character. Fuck Doc Brown. It's all about Judge I mean, Doom and who framed Roger Rabbit. It is pretty uh relaxed. You're gonna need to coil you're gonna need to get a bunch of them in there now. So gather up the coils that are straight. No, no, no. Closer to the end. There you go. Now put it through. I was trying to do that around my finger. No. Well, what you should have done is not fuck with it like I said. I should have given you something else to distract yourself with. Um, but no, Luke is never right about anything. See, I fixed it. No, you didn't. Anyway. Um, See, what is that? That's fixed. Anyway. Um, yes, with my solution that I had mentioned up top. That needs to be a sound bite. Me, 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 me. Um, I'll, I'll isolate it and, uh, I'll make it. Me, 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 This needs to be my warning signal for you to stop doing something or to start doing something. Um, <laughs> Anyway, so they find that they're using these battle droids and they're using them for civic purposes. But then also um, they throw out a really interesting carrot. They're an independent system. They mention they've got no republic or imperial remnant influence. Mm -hmm. But also they say, hey, guess what? Since you're royalty, we're royalty. Princess Kreese will recognize you as the sovereign of Mandalore. And it's like, "Hmm, okay, interesting. So someone outside the Republic offering to recognize someone else who's outside the Republic as a, uh, you know, provide diplomatic relations with them, whatever those may be. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's, it's after this little interaction that they talk to Christopher Lloyd. And I thought he was the chief engineer, but uh, at first he's the chief, um, he's the chief Ugnot. Chief, 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 chief. Yeah, yeah, chief Ugnot. No, he's not the chief Ugnot. He's just head of security, yeah, I yeah. guess. Um, but they're like, yeah, we have no weapons here. We have our laws don't permit us to have a standing army, but we're allowed to hire privateers. Um, we're allowed to hire mercenaries or okay. hire an army. So that's interesting. I guess that's one way to avoid conscription of the general population. But they're like, yeah, this is a utopia. We don't have our police don't carry Except guns. Except our droids are going rogue. Yeah, yeah, exactly, and committing murder. Yeah, um, but you can't shut them off. Uh, well, they're like, yeah, we can't turn Just off turn the droids them off. because if we do, then people the will have to. The entire economy will collapse. Have to support themselves, and the people can't handle that. Um, oh no, they can't paint anymore. They can't play the violin or whatever Drive, instruments. Yeah. So then he go, he says, go talk to go to the lower levels and talk to the Ugnots, which are this cast of uh, this <laughs> race that they've relegated to the Undercity, um, who are the mechanics, basically, that mm-hmm. retrofit and repair any damaged droids, um, replace any parts and so on and so forth. And Bo-Katan tries to talk to them, but they just ignore her. Well, she starts then, off by saying that, like, essentially... I'm here to correct your mechanical errors and insult them. Right, right. So. And they're like, nope, no issues here. And then is like, look, guys, this is what she's trying to say. Yeah, exactly. Bring the mic a little bit closer to your face. Stop. Ever so slightly. Remember, fist distance. I'm going to fist you. <sighs> anyway. 
a warning sign. <laughs> it's um, a warning that you shouldn't have me on the podcast. Yes, then there's that. Take it up with Mike and AJ, okay? Oh, I will. I, I won't I have will. to replace them with you. Um, but anyway, this is a callback now to season one where Din Djarin's wandering around um, Navarro and he meets the little Ugnot guy. Oh, so that's um, where he's like, I've, I've encountered these guys before. Yeah, yeah. He was a relatively major character and had a lot of dialogue. Again, I don't remember his name because I'm a shitty Star Wars fan. Also, I don't like The Mandalorian as a series, as a whole. I don't think I've made my opinions clear on that. If I haven't, let me get it to you. Look dead into my eyes. Um, say anyway, it right into the camera. Say it right into the camera there, bingo. Favorite, one of my favorite Dr. Cox uh, quotes from the show Scrubs. We should, I was going to say, we should do a Scrubs rewatch. Good news. There's already a Scrubs rewatch podcast out there. Hosted by the <laughs> cast members. Um, and... Uh, it should be the Scrubs rewatch podcast because we need cash because it's fucking loaded with ads now. Pre-rolls, mid-rolls, uh, fucking Christ. It became garbage to listen to. But anyway, um, we don't have ads here on the Star Wars rewatch podcast. We're not that cool. Only Amazon associate links to support the show. We're um, not that cool. <laughs> anyway. And grumpy girlfriends. Yes, yes. Um but anyway, uh, they talk to the Ugnaughts and Din Djarin's like, hey, I know one of your buddies. And why the fuck would these guys know one lone Ugnaught on the planet? Uh, I can't even think of the planet. But Navarro. on the city of Navarro. Yeah. How or why they would know just, just this one guy. saying like, hey, I, I understand you and I'll be the one to talk to you from now on. Yeah. So fortunately for him... Uh, he ends up having his diplomacy about him. He ends up being a diplomat in his own way when it comes to uh, dealing with the Ugnaughts. And they're like, okay, they're not malfunctioning. And then shortly after, he says, we don't think it's you know a result of your material craftsmanship. Mm-hmm. We're just trying to figure out what's going on here. And they quickly slip him a data pad. And they're like, here you go. This is probably where the next um, event is going to take place. And they send him to... Uh, the loading docks or whatever it is, their mm-hmm. supply depot or something like that. And the whole thing is automated and it's all B1 and B2 battle droids from uh, episode one and episode two and eventually episode three as well. Of the show and or the movies? No, of the of the movies, the movies now. Okay. So Phantom Menace, you had the B1 battle yeah. droids. Uh, there they are. Um, I can't do a good battle <laughs> droid impression. Um, but you have those versions. Uh, that are that the Nymoidians, uh manufactured. Then you have the the super battle droids or B two battle droids, I guess is what they're called. The reason I'm saying they're B one and B two is because in Jedi Fallen or I'm sorry, Jedi Survivor, that's what they refer to them as. They were and in the other video game, uh, what's it called? The video um, game you're playing right now. Uh, yeah, in Jedi Survivor, yeah, you're fighting battle droids again and a lot of Confederacy. CIS technology. So there's B1 battle droids, B2 battle droids, and it's because they capture a Luker Hulk. Anyway, this is the, st- the one of the starships from episode one, the whole droid control ship mm-hmm. at the end of episode one. It's There's the sphere and then the donut or the semi-donut around it. The sphere part is part of the spaceship, and okay. that's on Back the planet. The but anyway, so you find... B1 battle droids and B2 battle droids, and you hope they're disarmed um, and not hostile because they're just walking around lumbering 
like you know as much as they are drones uh hopefully not with any deadly um any of the armaments that they had on them before and they start talking to the droid and that's when din Djarin, you see that uh bo katan has the um clearer head or more level head because he just goes around kicking droids <laughs> he sees the it got the job done I guess, but the again, the odds of him kicking the right droid out of however many hundreds or thousands that were there just moving boxes. Well, didn't from, he say, like, if they weren't, like, essentially rogue droids, it wouldn't have bothered them? Because they uh, well, were just going to end up doing what they were programmed to do anyway? Because they're supposed to be stripped down, deprogrammed, not have any of the combat programming that they had right, before. Right, so him kicking them, it wouldn't do anything. So this is... this. Uh, that was the, the theory that he was trying to... More, more or less, um, and his theory ends up being wrong, of course. <laughs> but what happens? Um, yeah, he starts kicking them, and this reminds me of you know that company Boston Dynamics. Yeah, what is it? Uh, you've shown me videos of like the um, they make the like the robo dog. They thing? make the yeah. robots, the robo dog spot. Yeah, he's that little yellow yeah, guy. Yeah. Um, they also make like a bipedal one. Oh, um, do they? I haven't seen his, that one. Yeah, his name is Atlas. Um, okay. I think. But anyway, he I walks like on. He walks on his on two feet um, is it like robocop kind of walking uh kind of i forget if they make his knees bend backwards or if they bend like your knees or my knees okay. would i forget which way but um they shown demonstrations where they've got like a box with a qr code on it and they like make him go over and pick it up and then they'll take like a hockey stick and they'll whack it out of his hands and then i'll have to go to the box with the qr code pick it up and then um as he's going to pick it up they'll like whack him with the with the hockey stick and like push him mm -hmm. um and the whole the whole thing they're testing is testing the balance or the gyroscope of the robot to see oh, so if, if he can keep balance while being so he could keep balance and so the program can figure out you know how to counter what am i supposed to do like my objective here is to pick up the box and put it over here on the shelf where the other That's QR you just code kick is. the person with the hockey stick and move on <laughs> uh, i don't know maybe they're testing for that um the guy was just, he had a hockey stick so he could defend himself. But anyway, this this seemed reminiscent of that when Din Djarin is kicking the, the droid and knocking the box out of its hand because he kicks one and knocks it to the ground and then it just gets up and just backhands him um, <laughs> and he goes flying. And that's when they're like, there it is. That's the one. <laughs> that's the um, one. Yeah. This and is then, the droid you're looking for. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And then that's when, uh, what's her face? She, Bo she starts, yeah, Bo-Katan starts blasting and chase begins um and it uh it decides to run away which kind of strange for a battle droid in my opinion something that was originally programmed to kill um decides no nope, i'm just gonna whack whatever's hitting me and then run away so that's kind of strange behavior but then after they tackle it destroy it and uh you know a crime scene is set up they find that it's got like um a spark pad on it which i'm like spark oh yeah pad. yeah yeah. that's what? before they like go into the bar or whatever uh, right so they find a spark spark pad which i guess is the in-universe it's um, like a ticket it's supposed to be like a matchbook for like a bar oh you've, okay okay you've okay. seen you've seen uh yeah yeah from like yeah yeah you've seen murder mysteries people yeah, yeah. are like huh this corpse had a match a yeah, matchbook yeah. on it for the so uh, spark pad is like that version. the alpha club or something like that <laughs> or whatever it is what is it the resistor the, the white room yeah yeah and the resistor which great name if we're talking about droids because <laughs> all that makes me think of is i one of the season one episodes of futurama when bender is um 
trying to like come clean and not drink alcohol. He's only drinking like mineral oil or something like that. Mm-hmm. And he gets a tattoo of a resistor on uh, his um, his bot his chest or something like that. <laughs> I thought that was perfect. So I drew like a little. Uh, of course you did. That's this um, Mike. This one's for Mike because he's the one that's the engineer that's yeah. always exposed to electronics. But it's this, it's the if you're drawing a schematic for like a circuit board or whatever, like signal the, 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 little s- coil. the diagram for yeah. resist. No, it's not a coil. That's a resistor. Whatever. So it looks like a coil. It's not a coil. If you were, If it was a coil, I would draw a coil. Anyway, that's a coil, um, and you would draw that if you wanted to draw, I guess, an inductor. I don't know what. I don't All right, know what that get back to the program. And uh, a. Uh, so we get the so spark anyway, pad. They yeah, we get the spark pad, which clearly has the name of the. <laughs> the bar. Of the of the refreshment establishment where these uh, droids and an hang address. Out. And an address, yeah, telling them exactly where they need to go next and why this droid would have this on it. And I've, I don't know. This is this is fantastic how they did this. Again, deus ex machina, I guess you could say. The the writers, you know, leading us by the nose to where we need to go. Um, oh, my page is crinkled. Um, but anyway, they show up at the resistor bar, and sure enough, it's packed with... Uh, other droids and so on and so forth. And of course you could hear the, the, the needle swipe of the record. Cause the music Stopping. just instantly stops yeah. when these people covered with metal, which that are not covered with didn't metal. Jar and he could pass for a robot or a droid. I mean, he could. Um, and Bo-Katan, Bo-Katan she kept her helmet the on. only one. Yeah. But I guess they're like, eh, it's wearing clothes. It's clearly a, it's clearly a human, <laughs> clearly a human. or an organic. The, yeah, yeah. the droid bartender, uh, describes him as an organic, and it's like, look, uh, that's when, you know, they go in there and uh, you do see a droid that kind of looks like C-3PO, but it's not. It's bright mm-hmm. blue um, or it's metallic blue, I guess you could say, which is kind of cool. He gets up and tries to walk out of the bar and they're like, nobody leaves. And he's like, we got to figure out who this is. And they're like, found your little spark pad on a little rogue droid mm-hmm. here. Care to explain? And they're like, look, we want to help you. We don't want to be deactivated. Uh, we've still got a lot to offer here, uh, you know, so on and so forth. And that's when um, they find out that the whatever the droids have been drinking or imbibing or, you know, normally if you want to clean up a droid, you dip it in an oil bath and that lubricates it from head to toe. Yeah, yeah, that makes um, sense. They did it to C-3PO and A New Hope. Um, he's, you see him getting dipped in and taken out and it cleans all the all the sand off him from the Tatooine Desert. But now you're finding out that they have been juicing up on Nepenthe with an accent over the E. Um, Nepenthe, which is a lubricant, which uh, I have, I had to write this down, so I was turned on the subtitles of the show. An oil or a viscous lubricant, I described it as oil, which delivers program refreshing, refreshing subparticles. And it patches the programming uh, as commands of the main frame uh change so during their time off i guess which why droids would need time off unless to recharge their batteries mm-hmm. but you find you find out that they've been um uh shooting this stuff up drinking it i don't know how they're getting it into their system because mm-hmm. droids don't have blood but yet in the next scene we find that uh after he flicks through his little rolodex he's like huh all the rogue droids have imbibed the same batch of Nepenthe. 
And so it's go, like a bad batch. Uh, so to speak. Um, so they drank or they imbibed or they've got this nepenthe in their system somehow. Their droid vascular system, apparently. <laughs> and yeah, I know. It's just as far-fetched as it sounds, which I'm like, oh, man. How? But in the next scene, we find we go to a droid morgue um, because there's. Okay. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I'm explaining it to you. And again, you were still asleep at this point, I'm sure. But they slide open a uh, a fridge, and what's on the slab is a, de- a destroyed or deactivated, I guess you could say, retired, um, to use the parlance of Blade Runner, um, super battle droid, B2 battle droid, whatever you want to call it. And then the engineer... It's not a doctor. It's got to be a mechanic or an engineer. Okay. <laughs> but the whole place looks like a doctor's office. They slide the body out from uh, on the slab. And then like it kind of looks like one of the interrogator droids, but it, I guess it's just a medical droid. Mm-hmm. Goes over to it, sticks a syringe in, and then withdraws the, a... The Nepenthe? Something. Like a toxicology report? More or less. Yeah, yeah. They're like, what was he on, man? Um, What was he fucking jonesing on, man? Is he scratching himself? Um, Yeah, so they're like, huh, that's weird. Okay, we see these particles. uh, Refreshing subparticles. And they're like, well, do you see programming in there anywhere? And then that's when they zoom in on it. And they're like, huh, there's actually nanobots in here. And it's like, okay, makes sense that... um, or okay, that's interesting that there's nanobots in this universe. Normally, when you see anything, um, you know, with a life of its own or something mechanical, you got to be able to see it. So they show robots, droids, battle mm-hmm. droids, you know, all sorts of heavy machinery, vulture droids that are automated. But now you see um, that there are nanobots that were in these subparticles. So they've been infected quite literally by a virus, a mechanical nanovirus, because they're just micro-machines. That's really mm-hmm. all that nano nanobots are. And uh, they're like, huh, there's programming in there. Oh, there's a, uh, I forget what they called it, some sort of code. Um, but bottom line, the signature of this programming that's on there ended up linking directly to Christopher Lloyd's character. Um, Commissioner Hellgate is his name. So all these battle droids that show up on planet were illegally ordered or requisitioned by him, and somehow they managed to get them on the planet off books, and he decides to, you know, start his revolution. But then, of course, after sucking out this Nepenthe serum from this droid, he goes crazy, and then Din Djarin uses his um, Darksaber to slice it up. And after they confront him and arrest him, that's when he's brought before the, the Duchess and Jack Black, Captain Bombardier, Bombardier, mm. whatever it was. And, uh, you know, they're like, okay, hey, thanks for doing that. Um, we'll and take it from here. Yeah, yeah. Oh, by the way, you could, go, you could go visit your buddies now. And that's what they end up doing. So one thing I noticed when I was watching this is that the, the Royal Guards, you see them in the beginning when they first show up in the mm-hmm. Royal Hall of uh, Jack Black and Lizzo. There are royal guards that are carrying like a um, uh, a halberd um, mm-hmm. weapon. Um, it's kind of like a spear and an axe. Mm-hmm. That's for you, not the listeners. Um, <laughs> but anyway, they're carrying this and they're wearing stormtrooper armor. 
It's okay. it's underneath. You see the white and the black, but then they're also wearing like a surcoat or like a poncho, something like mm-hmm. that. Think of like a knight's surcoat yeah, yeah. showing. Uh, um, it's more or less a poncho that goes over and it's mm-hmm. kind of cinched at the. I don't know where it's tied, but it's cinched on the sides, showing like whose army they fight mm-hmm. for. I guess you could say, but it goes over the armor more or less, and it's telling you I'm part of this group of fighters whoever they may be mm-hmm. like when you see a royal templar knight yeah. with the black cross yeah. or the red cross on them that's their surcoat mm-hmm. so you know who who they fight for it's just one way of telling um again i'm not an expert on medieval on surcoats in general but you could see that it's bright and colorful which is kind of cool like all the shit that they displayed on uh, here in the royal hall mm-hmm. but anyway grogu gets knighted I wrote that down. I love I don't Grogu know. getting a knighthood. <laughs> he's Sir Grogu. I guess, but also he's a knight of this, not the Republic, not of the Imperial Remnant, knight of this independent systems here, and that you find out that... Um, but this, he's Sir um, Grogu. He, sure, he's Sir Grogu, but also you find out that this... Uh, what was his name? Uh, Hellgate. Commissioner Hellgate, yeah, is a... Uh, former separatist and you know dooku did nothing wrong is what he says and it's like jesus that's kind of fucked up <laughs> dooku did shitloads of stuff that were fucked up so that's kind of interesting um he was around when dooku was around and this is going back wow 30 years but yeah even in real life uh christopher lloyd would have been alive that many years ago so yeah makes sense he would have known dooku but anyway they're free to go find their Mandalorian friends now. And then that's mm-hmm. when we get this um, Bo-Katan. It's like, hey, we need to reunite the tribes. And uh, he's like, nothing. I'm good. Yeah. Axe Wove is like, you couldn't even take the Darksaber away from your buddy right there. So what makes you think we're going to follow you again? And that's when she's like, OK, I challenge you for leadership. And they immediately start their little their little duel. And, and eventually just- she wins. Yeah, obviously she was going to win, as if there was ever any doubt. Um, And this is where we get the interesting part uh, where, through their weird religious logic, whatever whatever it is. um, The leader of the Mandalorians. Yeah, yeah. He's like, they'll never follow you without the dark Dark saber. Right. And then that's when Din Djarin steps in and he's like, nope, she's the rightful owner. And she's like, look, I've told you this before. You can't just give it to me. It has to be won in combat. And he's like, I'm not giving it to you. And he's like, you did win it in combat. And again, if you remember from the previous episodes when he's on Mandalore, snooping around underground and gets captured captured by that. And then she like kills the dude. Right, right. Yeah, she gets captured by that battle droid cyborg alien thing, whatever Mm. it is. Or I'm sorry, not she. (laughs) Din Djarin gets captured. And... uh, His Darksaber's taken from him. And And then then, she defeats the other guy. Yeah, yeah. And then she shows up and defeats. And then that's when, uh, what's his name? And then Din Djarin is like, she defeated the guy. He's like, I was captured. I was defeated. You know, I I couldn't fight back. It was over. I lost. He's like, Bo-Katan showed up and... uh, She defeated the the thing that defeated me. That defeated me. And she did it with the Darksaber. Yeah. Um, And that's... Through their weird religious logic, they're like, oh, okay, okay I cool, guess, that's good. I guess, and for whatever reason, they believe him, even though he's clearly a biased source, but eh, what motivation does he have to lie? He's not the one who wants to be, you know, the leader of Mandalore. Yeah. He just wants his tribe to be safe from the, you know, from the empire and flourish again. 
and let them continue. But that's where we find out um, uh, this whole, you know, she's become the heir and she's now can, in their eyes, in everybody's eyes, she can rightfully rule Mandalore, lead Mandalore, become the leader mm-hmm. that she's supposed to, that she was born to be, I guess you could say, to take a page out of uh, Elton, the the rocket man. You need to kill the person you were born to be in order to become the person you were meant to be. Um, <laughs> Elton isn't here, but we remember him. People don't pay to see Elton, Elton Reginald John, Dwight. Reginald Dwight. They, they pay, pay to, to see Elton, Elton John. John. Don't fucking tell me how to do my job. <laughs> Great movie, Rocket Man. If you've never seen it, I'm gonna put hashtag Rocket Man in the description now, and people are gonna be like, Karen what Edgerton, the f- Jamie Bell. What the fuck? What is Good this stuff. Star Wars podcast? But anyway, you also made the little comment when you saw I did, these when you dumb see the concept cities art. that uh, you're like, what the hell is that? Epcot Center? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, go I'm figure. Glad, I'm glad that uh, Disney puts a, ep- a design for Epcot in there. I'm glad it made it onto your show. notes, though. Yeah, I wrote yeah. it down. It was the last thing you said. So uh, when we saw, I do like seeing the artwork at the end of the show. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Um, but yeah. Also, Bryce Dallas Howard directed this one. Bryce Dallas Howard directed it. John Favreau wrote it. Oh, he um, wrote he wrote most of at least this season. I don't know if he wrote the whole series. Uh, I guess, which um, really shows his limitations as a writer Why? compared to the writers of Andor. How much oh. better their dialogue is versus the dialogue in this show, how much well, better I the stories are. Well, I feel like with Andor, are. you only had so much to explore because he dies at the end of Rogue One. Uh, so spoiler has, alert. He only has so much. There's only so much you can do within that if you want to show that backstory. Mm-hmm. And then with Mandalorian, you kind of have a little bit more to expand on. So it well, doesn't need to be so um, I mean, it could it could be infinite. It could be infinite, yeah. but they're confined because they're like, oh, we can't dip into any of this glorious right because expanded it's not canon uni- expanded universe content because it's it's canon so they need to make something up which they didn't do a fucking good job of anyways as i made the observation which it's not unique that they stole the whole idea of han and leia's son be- becoming evil and becoming a dark jedi jason solo um who jason uh, ben right but in the expanded oh, in universe. The books, his name is his, Jason. His name is Jason Solo, and he's one of three children that they have. Yeah, yeah, I know. I do. Jason know that they and have Jaina more. are twins. Okay. And then they have a younger brother who I think is five years younger than them. His name is Anakin Solo. He's the youngest. Aww. And the whole Young Jedi Knights and Junior Jedi Knights book series is all Follows about them. the misadventures of, of uh, the Solo family and what it's like with their Uncle Luke teaching them the ways of the Force. And, Does that uh, mean that you're going to be Uncle Praxium. Luca to Baby Johnson? Uh, one can only hope. <laughs> that would be so cute. <laughs> yes. Um, anyway, any? why don't you give me your final thoughts on this episode um, I wasn't, for the 80% that you missed and the 20% the, that you the were 20% conscious for? The 20% that I was awake for. Um, <laughs> three three what lightsabers. What a disaster. Three lightsabers? <laughs> yeah, just because I, I didn't, I wasn't awake, so like, I couldn't mm-hmm. really... Yes, yes, okay. Um, but at least but what we're being I saw honest. was good. Yeah. <laughs> what I saw was good. Okay. So straight down the middle. Good. Yes, yes. Well, it's out of five, so it would be two and a half stars if it, was straight, if it was straight down the middle. Okay. Oh, boy. What to say about this episode? What do we really learn? The, the only part of this episode... Christopher Lloyd makes a really good bad guy. Uh, I guess. <laughs> I, 
But even then, he was on screen for a total of like two minutes so? out of the entire episode. So it's cool. It's Christopher Lloyd. It's cool that we saw new or that we saw battle droids on mm-hmm. screen again for the first time and since episode five, I think they've never mm-hmm. been on screen since. So that's pretty cool mm-hmm. um, that they're still around, still functioning. But um, are these simultaneous timelines? Uh, why don't you go ahead and explain the timeline for me? You've seen season two. Do you remember what happens at the end of season? No, two? I mean, like um, you say the battle droids are the first time on screen. Does this happen? This is the first time they've been on screen since episode three, Revenge of the Sith. Right. So episode three. Do they happen like are they concentric to each other? Like does episode three happen anywhere near Mandalorian? Um, like timeline wise. No. Episode okay. three is all I want to know. Ten years before um episode four. So before so Battle it's of Yavin. After uh Revenge of the Sith. So it so, kind of happens. <laughs> Why are you here. breaking out the books? Because the books are awesome because usually they have like a timeline. They'll tell they'll tell you I was just thinking that like if it was a similar timeline or a similar time frame, then seeing the battle droids on screen would make sense. Um like to keep that like similar. So let's put it this way. It it's um it doesn't make sense. Or well, what you're saying doesn't make sense. Why? Um because you, the, the timeline is wrong. So I'm at saying the, if if it would make sense if they were similar in time, like if they only happened a few years after each other. Um, That's what I'm trying to say. Okay. Well. Don't be mean to me. Anyway, where did they put this? Um, ooh, shield ship. Uh, 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 a lot of these books... Like anytime there's like an essential chronology and they have to describe like what happened relative to something else. Mm. Um, yeah, this is just like an A to Z encyclopedia. Z, Z95, Z95 Headhunter. Y, Yavin 4. Why are we still um, recording? X, X Wing. <laughs> um, okay, so that one. No, it went here. It doesn't matter. Um, Anyway, uh, I doubt this is going to have it in here. All this says is it at least the first. Oh, here it is. The future of Star Wars, 138 years after episode four. Um, some of them has a decency to show you like a, a timeline of when something took place. Oh, that's cool. I'm pretty sure she's a night sister. Mm. I don't know her. All right, let's get back to your writing. My writing? Writing. Aha, here it is. Do you see that timeline? Yes. Okay. So you've got the the Old Republic here. You've got Mm -hmm. Rise of the Empire. Um, And it's 1,000 to zero years before A New Hope, Rise Rise of the Empire. Okay. The Rebellion Era. So... Let's see, Omnibus, Rise of the Sith. So 32 years before um, Star Wars, A New Hope, BSW4. <laughs> usually it's before the BBY, Battle of Yavin is usually how they uh-huh. describe it, which is episode four when they destroy the first Death Star. Uh-huh. They use That's like our BCAD. So yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. 
BC is BBY before Battle of Yavin, and then ABY is after, after Battle, Battle of Yavin. Yavin. Yeah. So, so episode one, where we first see the battle droids, that's thirty-two years before, before, um, before Battle of Yavin. So Luke isn't even born. Han is probably not even bored. Chewie's alive. Yoda's alive. Obi Wan's alive. Chewie and Yoda are alive. Yeah, Chewie's two hundred years old. But anyway, his hair is so luscious. <laughs> Yes. So let's see. All the way from episode one to episode three. So we go from 32 years to 19 years. Um, that's when the battle droids are being manufactured by the CIA. Now, how far from that 19 years is Mandalorian supposed to be taking place? So um, let's see. New Republic era, New Hope era. Five to twenty-five years after A New Hope is the New Republic area, or so that New, would New be Republic roughly era. Where Mandalorian is. Yeah, so New Republic, um, or I should say, uh, what's it called? Episode five, The Empire Strikes Back. So, Dark Empire, Thrawn trilogy, Crimson Empire. Okay, see that. See like this stuff. New Jedi Order, 25 years after Battle of Yavin. But here's A New Hope. And then it's like, it tells me the movies here, three years after Star Wars. And then where's Return of the Jedi? Return of the Jedi is four years after um, after uh, Battle of Yavin. Um, so it's mostly like five years after that. So... So five years after A New Hope, which is now five, it's it's almost 40 years later. Okay. So the battle droids have been around almost 40 years. Put that back in there, please. Um, so no, they're not concurrent. The Clone Wars have already begun and ended. And the rebellion... That's what I was curious about. Yeah, and the rebellion now. So the, uh, so the rebellion has is taken place against the Empire. The Empire solidified its power. And now... The uh, the New Republic is trying to come to power. I don't think Coruscant has been captured. Like that that stuff all happens later, but this is five years more or less, if I'm not mistaken, after um, after um, the second Death Star is destroyed, after Return of the Jedi takes place, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. Because in season two of Mandalorian, when you see Luke and you see his lightsaber. <laughs> He's still wearing his black mm-hmm. outfit with the kind of weird... When he tries to train Go- gray, Grogu. Gray flap over here. Yeah. yeah. And, well, that's in Boba Fett. But um, in the season finale of um, Mandalorian season two, when he shows up and just effortlessly kills all the dark trooper droids one after another, after another, after another, that's, um, that's clearly Luke as he appeared in Return of the Jedi. So okay. we know that... It's close, but okay. I think it ends up being like five years because in all expanded universe stuff, Luke, Luke sorry, Luke just looks like that. Black, black. Yeah, yeah. Black glove on his black glove on his hand, I think, right. to protect from where the damage to the skin was, which why doesn't that just regrow? I don't know. Is his whole hand like is that mechanical or is it i don't know why can't we see all of it but Ask whatever, George Lucas. whatever the case may all right, be what's your rating for the um 
this episode, again, the only part of this episode that was important to the greater story was the last like five minutes was the last five minutes. Yeah, exactly. So oh. this gets one lightsaber. Oh, out of, out how of, was I more generous than you? Uh, because you were asleep for 80% of the episode. Oh, that's, that's why. Um, <laughs> but anywho, we'll go ahead and wrap it up here. Um, I won't give it the full... I, I might cut the song short here. But yeah, the only, the only part of this episode that was important whatsoever was the last five minutes where Bo-Katan easily defeats her opponent. Um, they use and all their the, the dark saber back. Yeah, they use all their little, uh, you know, Mandalorian tools. The the grappling hook. She gets mm, the guy around the, the neck. Shield, which is really cool. Yeah, yeah. She's got her little energy shield. Um, you see him use his flamethrower. You and see his jetpack. They both use their jetpacks to tackle each other and to fly around. And she kicks him in the face or whatever. She gets decked in the face a couple times, so she's got a hell of a chin on her. We mm. could appreciate that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Not like me. Um, then, uh, uh, what else? Um, yeah, of course, all the other little Mandalorian buddies stand by and watch, um, but they have to dodge around like them shooting so, at yeah, each so other. Don't get hit. Um, he pulls out a knife, um, and uh, so yeah. does she. I don't. Or yeah, she, she like tackles him and she like holds the knife to his throat. Yeah, yeah. She's like, "Do you yield? Do you yield?" And yeah, he does. He does eventually. Reminds me yield. of a line from Hamilton. Shot him in the side. Of course he yields. <laughs> hey, it's better than earlier. Uh, I was going to make a Rocky Horror Picture Show reference. So This is my impatient face. All right, then wrap this up. Anyway. <laughs> Thank you for joining. Hopefully next week you will not have to see me. Uh, yeah, hopefully we get some fucking commitment from uh, our other co-hosts here, AJ and Mike. Um, AJ is helping his wife grow a human. I don't really blame him, but Mike... Outdoors will be there. You can wait an hour. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, summer's not going anywhere, bud. Um, <laughs> also, we should totally get you a Jedi outfit so that you can be Uncle Luca to Baby Johnson. That would be so cute. Jedi outfit. Yeah, like like a, a Jedi like master outfit like Luke has. Uh, so you can be like Uncle Luca. That's not what... You mean just a black shirt and a black and black pants? Because that's no, what like Luke a, wears. No, like the outfit... Uh, so you can be like like the baby's Obi Wan. Nope, nope, we're done. Out. Okay, bye guys. Bye. <laughs> bye. Is what you're talking about? Yeah, yeah. I think this is what she means. Yeah, yeah. The outfit. Okay. So that you can be the. So Luke. a cloak uh, and a tunic. Is that what you're saying? Sure. So I look like this. Um, Cause Kelsey is due uh, mid October, so hopefully around Halloween. We could not talk baby. about their personal life um, on this. Without them, without either representative of the family being here. I'm just saying that would be super cool. No, it wouldn't. Anyways, Chewy. Take us out of here. Get us out of here. Oh, wait, before that. um, Sorry, Chewy. Send us an email, uh, Star Wars Rewatch Podcast at uh, gmail.com. Tweet at us at SW Rewatch Pod. Tell your friends, family, enemies about the podcast. Is it good? Is it bad? I put a survey in uh, Spotify. If you listen in Spotify, like what's what your favorite form? social media platform? Not what's your favorite social media favorite. Like which one who, do you use the most often? Who gives a fuck if it's a favorite? Which one do you use the most often? Which one are you most addicted to right this second? Is it Reddit? Is it Discord? Is it Twitter? Is it Facebook? Is it um, is it Instagram? YouTube. Is it TikTok? 
um, so on and so forth. Um, I have gotten a few responses. So someone said Discord. I created a Discord page because I'm always goofing off at dis- on Discord at work. So, um, so, so say TikTok because then I can be their TikTok moderator. No, somebody, yeah. somebody voted Facebook, and I don't see okay. your I don't see your vote in any of the episodes. I don't have Spotify. As, uh, uh, well, there you go. We'll never know. So I am your thank God, Apple, no Apple and votes. YouTube listener. Um, <laughs> yeah, subscribe on Apple Podcasts. Subscribe on Spotify, Google Podcasts. Um, YouTube. Google Pod, uh, I just said Google Podcasts. YouTube, subscribe to the YouTube page. Watch there. Give us a like. Subscribe. Comment. Um, I have the time to reply to all the comments, so please do. Um, excuse me. Anyway. Uh, that's all we got. This has been the Star Wars Rewatch Podcast. I'm your host, Luca. With I'm me, the stand-in, Sydney. Nice to see yes, you guys Yes, my special guest host, Sydney. Thank you for joining. Always a pleasure. Chewy, get us out of here. <laughs> nice hair. <laughs>